Hello and welcome to another episode of Hues of Love. I'm your host, Marcus, and I have with me my most favorite person in the whole world, my wife and co-host, Kisa. Apparently, we had a little bit more to get off of our chests regarding parenthood, so we're going to continue, but head in a different direction this time. So we're going to begin with our origin story with the focus of how we started as co-parents to how we are parenting now. So we're superheroes now. I love how we're superheroes. Well, I said that. We already said that. I know. I just love it, how we're superheroes. I think parents are superheroes. Uh, parents are most definitely superheroes. But yeah, so we are going to talk about what our start to parenting looked like. I guess in theory, yeah. No, not in theory. In reality, because we both started off as parents when we met, but we had never really co-parented until we had our Miley girl. So that's what we're going to talk about today. And then also what our expectations were as in becoming parents versus what they became once we became parents, if that made any sense. Well, if you've been following along with us from the beginning, you might remember, and if you haven't, please go back and listen from the top. Go back and listen. But for those of you who don't know, we have five children. <laughs> <laughs> when you say it out loud, it's, it's a lot. It is a lot. <laughs> um, Keith and I both entered into um, into marriage with a child from a previous relationship. Um, Stephen was two and Kylan was one when we met. Uh, and because we spent just about every weekend together and a couple of days throughout the week for several years, um, just taking the kids to the park, museums, live action shows and different things like that, um, they essentially grew up as brother and sister. Right. And so I think throughout, and we talked about this before, throughout our courtship, throughout um, our counseling for marriage, we discussed a lot of different things. But one of the things we didn't really touch on was parenting. And I think we both took it for granted that we were parents. And when we entered into marriage, it was kind of like, okay, well, we already know how to do this. So we don't really have to talk too much about it. Um until we got married and we realized very quickly that we each had our own unique parenting style. Um, but it was okay, right? Because I was used to parenting Kylan one way, you were used to parenting Steven. Um, I don't want to say a completely different way, but there was different things that you did that I didn't do. And we just continued to move forward with that until seven months later when we got pregnant with Miley. I think that was the first time for me. I don't know. You can tell me when it was for you. Um, when I realized that, like, ooh, I'm going to have to parent with somebody full time. Like, it was just the reality of that, like, oh, wait a second. I'm not a single mom. <laughs> like, oh, there's going to be a whole dad here all the time mm -hmm. who I have to make decisions with all the time. And I've never really done that before. It's always just been kind of me making executive decisions. And I shouldn't say that Kylan's dad isn't a part of major decisions because to this day, we all do make major decisions together. Right. But on the day-to-day, -day, um, it was really me. And so, yeah, seven months later, we got pregnant with Miley. And it wasn't until she was born and she was born early. So that kind of threw a wrench in our lives a little bit. Mm -hmm. And a lot of chaos. <laughs> so we didn't even have time to really discuss 
how our parenting would be when we had a child of our own. We didn't even have like the time to even sit down to do that. Well, I don't think that it was, we talked about it in counseling, but it wasn't, it wasn't a topic that we revisited once we were married. Right. It wasn't done often. It wasn't a big thing either. It was kind of when like, we were married, it was kind of like we're in the throes of parenthood. We're in the throes of being married. Right. Um, I was working two jobs and, and so I was working full time. Yeah. Of so we kind of just things going on at the same time. Yeah. So I think it was an unintentional oversight. Right. And like I said, I think it was just because we were already parents. So we kind of just continued to do what it was that we were doing prior to us getting married. But, you know, after having Miley and then having her prematurely, having her in the hospital for a couple of weeks, I remember it was like one of the first days that she was home. And I don't even remember exactly what the situation in and of itself was. But I remember going to make a decision and I had to pause and I was like, oh my goodness, I guess I should talk to Marcus about this because whatever the decision was that I needed to make, it was going to affect you as well. Right. And I think that was the first time where I was like, oh my, oh my goodness, whatever I do with this kid (laughs) is going to affect him on a day-to-day basis too. So I can't just make the decision for what I feel like is best for her. Um, And I remember even, you know, when she was born, do you remember us not like physically fighting, but really fighting over who was going to get to hold her first, right? Intense fellowship. (laughs) Over who was going to get to hold her first in the hospital. Um, And I think it ended up being you. Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm always right. No. No, that was not why. It was because I had just had surgery and it was easier for you to put her on your chest than it was for me to be able to like sit up to put her on mine. Have you ever held any of the kids first? No. And I'm I'm still low-key really like upset about that. <laughs> I have never held any one of our children first. No. Outside of Kylan, I think I've held all of them first. You did. Yeah. Not even, yeah, you did. Absolutely. And yeah, I've not. Nope. I haven't seen them first. I haven't held them first. That is like really crazy. I carried those kids through all that trauma <laughs> for all that time. And then you got all the first. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. That's kind of messed up. Anyway, though, <laughs> what do you think? How was it for you, though, when we first had Miley? Like, did anything strike you as, oh, wait a second, there's somebody else, too, that I have to, like, parent with? Well, I think that you were always so used to making decisions by yourself that it created a lot of opportunity for tension. Um, Initially, you didn't like my parenting style. I did not. Did not. Actually, it took. It took a while. It might even take until Layla. I I was actually going to say I think it took until Layla, which, to put that in context, I didn't get pregnant with Layla until Miley was fifteen months old. So over a year, 
Yeah, well over a year did it take me to finally like, oh, okay. Because I should say too, though, once we had Miley, we both recognized that we had to parent Kylan and Steven differently. Explain. So when we had Miley, we couldn't co-parent Miley, but continue to be separate on parenting Steven and Kylan. We had to be all in together. So what you're saying so, is we had to parent them as co-parents as well. Correct. And that was the first time that we had to do that. Right? So where I was used to making all the decisions for Kylan, now I had to, on a day-to-day basis, be conscious and make an effort to make these decisions with you. And that was difficult for me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there were a lot of, times when um, I tried to uh, discipline really any one of the kids or I tried to back you up and you did not appreciate that at all because you felt like I was stepping on your toes. Yeah. Um, It really wasn't until you had a a child that really tested your gangster (laughs) (laughs) that you really... um, I guess, bought into my brand of uh, parenting. And I don't know. I mean, the way that I looked at it was every time we we butted heads, it was like, okay, it's it's going to bite you in the butt (laughs) one of these days. And sure enough, it did. And I mean, I think even now as, as the oldest two get older and they are starting to mature and creep into preteen age and hormones going, um, I'm a necessary evil. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. This I wouldn't even the- call it that. I think in your mind, that's probably how you saw it, at least initially. But um, as a, you know, men just carry a different weight when it comes to, when it comes to, um, Really, when it comes to everything, presence, um, voice, tone, um, all of those things, you know, they 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 work in our favor for the most part. <laughs> um, and I, I I truly believe that's how God designed it because it's not anything that we necessarily put on to do. It right. just naturally happens that way. Right. So, yeah, I think that you're right. I do believe that it was probably around the time that we had Layla where I realized, like, I don't need to fight this, that it's okay to do this together. And I guess right now, you know, just to put it out there, the reason why I wanted to even talk about this is because I feel like a lot of times when people go from being single as parents to then getting married and having to co-parent into a blended family. It's not something that you hear talked about um, in terms of how do you go from singleness to co-parenting. And again, like I said, I know we did talk about things like how many children we wanted to have, um, kind of where we wanted to live in terms of raising them and things like that. But I don't, I don't think we ever talked about like the deep, what would parenting look like once we got married? Well, 
I know that number for however many we wanted changed. That line. No, it didn't. Oh, it did. No. Yeah, it did. No, it didn't change. For me, I always said I wanted to give birth to four children, right? So that meant we were going to have five. Because, yeah, but that meant we were going to have five kids. Because if I was going to give birth to four children, that means I had to have three more to give birth four times. So what you're saying is this is an example of not really fleshing out all the details. No, because that's what we I said. I was done you after said, Miley. Yeah. Yeah, you were. Okay, but... so then that that's a difference. <laughs> no, you weren't done. I done. was done after Miley. You were not done done. Yes, I was. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to let you have that one. I was one. done after Miley. I was done after Layla. We both were done after Layla. But it wasn't done. I was not settled probably six not. months after we had Layla, though. Okay. And I definitely wasn't done after Miley because Miley needed a friend. There was no way we were going to have Steven and Kylan and then be seven months apart and then five years later have Miley and she'd be all by herself. Hmm. So then we had Layla. So then Miley would have a friend. I really wasn't pressed about having another one after Miley, but after Layla, I was done. You were done. It took me how many months? Forever. No, actually, it wasn't that long. Layla was like nine months. No, I think I I wanted to start trying again when Layla was well, six no, months. No, it was old. after a promise that you gave me that you didn't. Bruh, don't even. I kept come through. You did. Uh, lies and deceit. Lies and deceit. If you're talking about the Uggs, that's not what I'm talking about. I know exactly what you're talking about, and we are not discussing it right here. So you better leave it alone, because you got your junior and you are a okay. And that's what you see. Actually, let's talk about that. Because while you want to sit here, this is so sidebar, but while you want to sit here and say you were done after Layla, nobody told you to be praying and tell God that you wanted a son and you wanted his name to be Marcus. So you put it out there in the atmosphere. God answered your prayer in exactly how you wanted it, just many years later and in a different way. Yeah, well. <laughs> you got exactly what you asked for. Just took you a whole bunch of tries to do it. <laughs> But what's really ironic is I think when I was young, five is the number of children that I wanted and that I prayed for. So, I, I mean, See? I did get so there my you go. answer you got what you wanted. <laughs> from years ago. But as an adult, I ain't want all those kids anymore. Oh, my gosh. It's so much fun now. It's so exhausting, but it's so much fun. I mean, now having them now that they're here, of course, but like I don't want to go through that experience again i think that for the most part experience of what explain well i was about to oh my bad my bad i think that each pregnancy had its own unique difficulties and they were very stressful times and they had a lot of drama around them or concerning them or as a result of being pregnant and it was it was just rough. It was rough to go through, but it was nice to see, you know, the gift that came on the other side. It was nice to see um, what came of it. And right. it was, I'd say it was definitely worthwhile, you know, to have gone through it. And I, I kind of feel like that's God's weird way of or, or or weird sense of humor like <laughs> even just like if everything went right for a woman to have to endure all of that and 
it to be such a, at some, you know, for some, a very, very painful, uncomfortable experience. Um, but then for, you know, just in a matter of a, of a moment, once the child comes, it's like all of it, all of it makes sense. And none of that even, you know, comes back to mind, really. It's just kind of like it happened. It's one of those jokes you hear. It's like if, if, if you remember the, how how um unpleasant it was you probably wouldn't have any kids but it's yeah like that's true you get amnesia and, and... that's definitely intentional yeah, <laughs> i definitely believe I so. yeah because if you even if you think about it for us like um like you said each one of our pregnancies was really i mean looking back i remember somebody asking me when i got pregnant with marcus why are you having another kid and i was like what what do you mean by that? And they're like, you go through so much. Why would you do it again? And I was like, hmm. Yeah. We'll definitely have to dig deeper into that in another episode. Yeah. They were. Traumatic looking back now. I had some, like, it was like. Very much so. Well, yeah, we'll definitely talk about it. Cause you name it. We went through it with each, with each pregnancy overall. Yeah. We are probably the textbook, like. <laughs> Things not to happen while you're pregnant. Yeah. Don't worry. You'll hear. Remember, we're on a journey, so <laughs> can't get everything at once. We can't throw everything out. Yeah. So back to parenting, though. Um, yeah, I just think for me, it was it was a laying down of my pride and laying down of the knowledge that I thought I had to remember that when we got married, we got married to join in one union, right? And that meant in every aspect of our lives. And I think that was the first time where I realized that I was still holding on to a piece of like me. Independence. Yes. And it was difficult for me because I was like this, you know, prior, I had been a mom at that point for when we got pregnant with Miley, I think Kyla was four, she was five when Miley was born. So four years, I did this thing by myself, you know? I made all all the, like I said, all the decisions, the day-to-day, where I would shop, how I would do, what school she was going to, all those things. Who she, who were her friends? Who, who could she be around? Who couldn't she be around? Like, everything. Well, yeah, but... It's one of those things where um, it was a decision because that was where you were comfortable. But, um, you know, when you go into these situations like blended families, it's, it's, it's difficult because you become a new family or an extended family. Right. Um, and so... I'm sure it wasn't your intention, but in, in some ways it was kind of like, uh, um, I missed a, I missed something and not, not that, you know, I missed a lot. I was still present. I was still there with it, you know, in everything, went to all of the games, went to all of the practices, picked up from school, different things like that, but right. it didn't really become, um, a hundred percent joint effort until we had Miley. Miley. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree. And then 
but that was like the, we have to get this. We have to do this together. There's no other way. There's no other parent. There's nobody else. Like, do you know what I mean? Like there was no, I think that was unique and you can tell me how you felt about it because it was so strange to me that like, I wasn't calling somebody on the phone to have a discussion about something in terms of parenting. I wasn't, um, making game plans like do you remember us having the conversation of oh my goodness when Miley's born this kid's not going anywhere (laughs) there's no like oh I only like you're leaving for the weekend or you know oh this holiday is your holiday and this and that was the first time I think even for the two of us where it was like we're gonna have a child who's with us all the time like 100% of the time this child's not going anywhere and I remember sitting there like that was more so new for me yes. than it was for you. Yes, because 90 good amount of time, I have Kylan. So yeah, it was second. it's second nature to me to have her all the time. But for you, your your agreement was much different than mine. Yeah, I mean, I had him pretty much, well, every weekend and then a couple of days throughout the week. But um, I didn't have a, a child that, shared my last name that looked like me that you know behaved like me um in my custody pretty much every well every single day right so it was it was it was nice it was nice it was nice for me it was different and i i'm i'm thankful that we did decide to have more kids because that i think forced us to to co-parent equally and to check in with one another to make sure that we clear things with one another and make sure that, you know, we're parenting together because, I mean, we were quickly getting outnumbered. Actually, I mean, we, we've been outnumbered. But... <laughs> we've been outnumbered since Miley. <laughs> since the beginning of our marriage, we, we were quickly outnumbered. Yeah. But I would agree with you on that one. I think that very, you know, once she was born it, and then again, once Layla was born and once Deuce was born, it really, like it really made us join forces. It really made us unite as one. Um, I remember people saying like, no matter what, your kids all, always have to see you as a united front. You cannot argue in front of them. You cannot, you know, disagree with one another in front of them. You have to be. And so that's something that we even had to work on. Um, like you said, I, I used to get annoyed and frustrated because I didn't like you saying something or what I felt like was, um, I guess it was threatening to me. Like you didn't trust me as a parent or you were saying I wasn't doing a good job if you were stepping in. Um, But looking back is you were just trying to parent alongside me. What's funny now is if I don't say nothing after she says something, then she get mad because I'm like, saying, why didn't no, you say nothing? It's your time to be the parent. It is your turn. You need to step up and you need to say something. Nope, not it. You set the precedent early. <laughs> no, you do say stuff. I mean, they. I think even now they look to you like, all right, mom said this, but are you are you with her? All right, you y'all are one on this. Let me just walk away from this. Thing. Yeah, they um. They do better listening um, to Kisa in general, but they definitely follow directions if I'm in the room. Yeah. Yeah. I would agree with you on that one. So, yeah. So I think that, again, especially with four blended families, which we are, um, 
it is super helpful to sit down and have a conversation um, before you get married about what you want parenting to look like once you get married. Um, I would even throw in have conversations if you can with the other parent or parents that may be involved. Um, so they know what your goals are. They know what your parenting styles are. They know, you know, yeah, what your households will look page. like. Yeah. And fortunately for us, um, we do have a really good relationship with Kylan's dad. And so we co-parent the three of us very well, I would say. Yeah. And, you know, unfortunately, um, Stephen's mom and I, we, un again, unfortunately, don't co-parent um, quite as nicely. But, right. but you know, we make you it just work. pray and, you know, continue and. You know, hope for the best for the most part. Right. Just continue to be a presence. Right. So we said, um, what were your thoughts? I'm going to ask you first. What were your thoughts about parenting um, when you first became a parent? What did you think in terms of the type of parent that you would be? Or however you want to answer that. Or things that you thought parenting would look like versus how it actually is. Well, when I first looked at that big old boy, I just, I, I went blank. I mean, I was just in amazement at how beautiful he was. Like, he was just such an amazing, like, it was just something like, wow, this is something that God allowed for me to take care of. This right. is something that he has allowed for me to raise up. And in the moment, I didn't really know what to expect. I mean, even leading up to it, I think I was so stressed out about being a father. Now, really? I always wanted to be a parent, but right. I didn't think that at that point I was ready. Okay. But once, I mean, you make all the preparations you can and, you know, but once he was there, it was just kind of like that. It was day one for trying to figure out what I wanted to do or how I wanted to be a parent. Um, I always had an idea of what kind of parent I didn't want to be, but in terms of what I would, what I would be, I, I don't know that I had a really clearly defined um, idea or vision, but, you know, as time went on, I think it was easy because Babies are very, infants are very low maintenance. I mean, yeah. it's eat, <laughs> Says you. sleep, poop, <laughs> eat, sleep, poop. And that's pretty much it. I mean, they sleep a lot. and um, They eat a lot, too. That is not low maintenance. I'm. You're talking about my experience. I know. I'm talking just... about your experience. <laughs> it's just interesting to hear how different yours is from mine already. Yeah. I mean, but I was also very involved. So it was, it was with, with the exception of the feeding, like I, you know, I was very much involved in, in all of that holding and all of that. So, um, I don't know. It was, I think as he grew up, it was easy because he was a boy. So we liked boy things. <laughs> um, and 
you know, it was very easy to play basketball or, or, or football or throw the Frisbee or ride scooters, ride bikes and talk about all things, superhero, everything superhero. So, um, it was really everything that I wanted, but I think because of the shock, just in terms of timing, I wasn't really ready to think that far in advance, but, you know, I think at least when I was much younger, that's probably how I would have envisioned being a parent. Now, parenting a girl was very different because I'm not a, I'm not a girl and <laughs> painting nails and all of those things, you know, don't really, well, I'm not with that. So, so I don't do that. But the so. girls love when you paint their nails. Yes, and that's something that I've I've You've learned come over to time. appreciate yeah. over time. They think it's the coolest thing. They actually ask you before but to be they fair, ask me. To be fair, they're not typical little girls either. They are rough. Yeah. So, <laughs> but they say, love getting their nails painted and stuff, and they love when Daddy will sit down and paint their nails and stuff. I think it's a fun time for them to just be able to sit down with Daddy. Each after each child I think that I won't say it's gotten easier but each child has come as a different experience because of their different personalities mm. so I don't know it's it's just very unique each time around what would your what would you say your experience was or, or what you thought parenting would be versus how it actually is um well, I thought for one that I would be a working parent. So in my mind, I thought, you know, I would have my child and then they'd probably be in daycare. I do. But actually, I thought I was going to have at that time. I was like, oh, I know exactly what I'm doing. I know why I'm going to college. I know what I'm getting my degree in. And I did all that. And then I was like, um, I know how what kind of money I'm going to make. And so I'll hire a nanny and... Um, We'll have a cleaning service and I'm definitely hiring a cook and all that stuff. <laughs> and then I became a stay-at-home mom. And so I think what I thought parenting would look like looks completely different. Um, I never expected to be this tired as a parent. Um, I thought kids got to a certain age where they just like slept. Like I thought, okay, they stay up late you know, multiple hours at night or whatever the case may be when they're babies. But as they get older, they sleep through the night. Um, they take great naps. And I think that was because Kylan did all that stuff. And she played me because she had me thinking all children did that. And then um, I quickly realized that that wasn't the case. That like... <laughs> no, you got some huge kids. Yeah. All kids don't do that. Um so I, one, I didn't think I was going to be nearly as tired. Two, I didn't realize that the older kids get, the more work it becomes. I think in my mind, I was like the hardest again part is when they're new, when you're changing the diapers 24 hours a day, when you're constantly, um, you know, I was fortunate enough to be able to nurse all of our kids until they were well into almost two. And so, um, 
I thought that was it. That was the hardest part, right? Is like that beginning when you're, you know, they're just walking and you're constantly running. And what I realized is that every new stage brings about new responsibilities for them. Yeah. Um, and so it doesn't get easier. It just it morphs and shifts into different differences, right? So where even right now we're in two completely different stages, you know, where the baby is our main goal is to keep him out of things. You know, it's really in that still safety mode, keep him safe, you know, make sure he's fed, make sure his diapers change, make sure he gets enough sleep. Right. But then we've got Layla who is trying to be the big, well, be the second mom to, to Marcus. Yes. And wants to pick him up, wants to feed him everything, everything that he should not have <laughs> because he's allergic to everything. But she just wants to be a couple of I think, too, for her, it's exciting because it's her first time getting to experience being a big sister where right. everybody else has already been a big to somebody. And for her, it's finally like, it's my turn. There's somebody that I can pretend is a baby doll. But I was going to say, though, is I think going from him to like Kyla now where my goal is to still keep her safe, but it's safe in a different way. I don't have to worry about what she's eating in terms of her safety anymore, right? It's now, how is she being safe on her electronics? Who is she talking to? Who are her friends? Mm -hmm. You know, how is she doing in terms of her grades in school? How is she doing in terms of her, like her sports? And so it's more so protective in her social um, realm or in her academic, you know, and how is she developing as a person? a person, you know, what is her personality? You know, what are the things now, you know, we're even starting to talk about what do you want to do when you get older? You know, what do you see yourself doing in the next couple of years? You know, where would you like to go to college? Do you want to go to college? You know, but I think even the most important thing that we really focus on, um, which each one of our children is um, their relationship with Christ and how that even morphs from the baby just learning how to say hallelujah. hallelujah. That is one to, of my favorite things yes. every single day. So from him learning how to say hallelujah to sitting down and actually studying with Kylan. And it's not just, and you know, and even the little girls in between from reading stories with them every night, you know, from the Bible. And yeah. so I think that parenting is ever evolving. Um, and I remember one time, I think the first time I realized that really is I was having a conversation with my grandmother and I looked at her and I said, when did you stop worrying about me? Right. And I think Kylan was maybe like, I don't know, a couple months old. She wasn't, she wasn't that old. She wasn't even one yet. I don't even think I had met you yet. And my grandmother said, I never stopped worrying about you what I was worrying about just changed from time to time. And I was like, oh my goodness. Yeah. So that would be my biggest takeaway is that, again, what happens when they're babies doesn't necessarily make it easier as they get older. It just shifts to what comes next as they age. That's, yeah, that was my biggest thing that I feel like no parenting book gives you. <laughs> Um, so what is your nugget of knowledge? And I guess we should say thing like, yeah, we're, we're heading to the end now. Oh my gosh. That was really fast. Yeah. 
<laughs> um, so I think my nugget of knowledge actually came from my mom. And one of the things that she told me that I would pass on to you is to appreciate each stage that your child is in because they will never go back to that. And we know that there are boring stages, there are trying stages, there are stages that make you angry. But if you think the way that I do, God speaks to us in everything. And I know that each stage has taught me how to be a better person, but also how to be a better father and causes me to change. But outside of that, it's also something that you can never get that time back. Right. And so to really just appreciate each stage that they're in, cherish the moments, create memories, and, you know, be in it, be a memory for them that they love, that they can go back to and, and think good thoughts and, you know, that they can pass on to their children and create traditions and different things of that nature. So that would be my nugget of knowledge. Yeah. I think mine would be, do you ever hear that saying that, um, I don't even know if it's necessarily a saying or how it's passed down when people say like, um, to their children, like, I'm not your friend. Mm-hmm. And I always thought that was such an interesting saying because it's, to me, it's saying like, I don't, I don't know why people feel like that, why they feel like they cannot be their child's friend, but also be their parent, um, why those two can't coexist. But I would say my nugget of knowledge is that it's okay to be your child's friend and to be your child's parent. You have to know though, the boundary between the two, right? Um, and I'm just now learning that, like I said, with Kylan and her age and, you know, laughing, like sitting in her room and just laughing or having her driving in the car with me. And she's telling me about what's this band BTS. Yeah. Is that it? And she has me listening to the music and we're just, you know, she's so excited about it. And I'm telling her that at my, at my age, it was the Backstreet Boys that NSYNC and stuff. And she's kind of like, you know, in that same place that I was at her age or talking about books that she loves or, you know, even meeting her friends and learning who they are and hearing her discuss and just letting her tell me things and not always trying to give knowledge to her. Right. And so it's the same thing that I would with a friend of mine as I would sit there and I would listen and I would encourage and I would laugh and I would joke. And so um, I don't always, I don't find that saying to be true that I do believe that you can be your child's parent, but I also do believe it is important to be their friend as well. Okay. I could see, I could see that being um, important. I, th- I think that, um, that comes from a long tradition of kids being seen, seen but not and not heard. heard. Yeah. And, um, you know, a lot of things have to be broken uh, before, before they're, you know, before they're, they're right. And right. that's one of the things that I would, I would agree 
that, you know, there has to be some sort of relationship that builds toward the, the person that you would like them to be. And they, they just like it with their friends, birds of a, fe- birds of a feather flock together. So right. if you, if you establish a friendship or being friendly to them in a way that allows them to see you as not just mom or dad, um, it builds their character and who they want to be. Because a lot of times, especially when they're younger, they want to be like mom, they want to be like dad. And if you catch them while they're early, they won't get so sucked into the peer pressure and wanting to be like friends. And not that that's not important because if you, if they've made good friends, they'll make good decisions and their friends will pressure them into doing the things that are appropriate and encouraging them to do what's right and all those. And we have quite a few of those um, kids that we call our, our, our niece and nephew. Well, I'm sorry, go ahead. But, um, you know, I think that it is important to build that relationship where, you know, they get to know you as a person. And even when they're wrong, they can come to you and, and admit that they're wrong or tell you things, you know, before it comes to you from someone else. Uh, but that's something that has to be built, you know, right. that, that trust. Well, and that's exactly what I was going to say. I think that by building a friendship with your child, you're building trust within your child that they know. Um, and we're seeing that, like you said, in real time with friends that we have. And I admire that about them, that they didn't just treat their children as this you are who I say you are and you're going to be who I say you're going to be. And that is the final, final answer. And as a result of them building this trust and this foundation with their children, um, now that they do have teenagers, it's like, Oh my goodness. That's, it's so amazing to see their girls. You know, I want to watch a movie with you at 18, you know, years old and I want to spend family night and I want to have my friends over at the house and I want to tell you things and I want to be close to you because we built this relationship, right? We didn't just build this hierarchy, I guess would be the, the way that I would think about it in that, um, in that realm. So it's something that I definitely, want to build with our children and we are building with our children. And like I said, it is, to me, it's fun to see Kylan blossom into this person where I'm like, you are so cool. Like you're the coolest kid. Like I love spending time with you. Like, you know, it's cool to see. Plus you see your work at hand too. It's like, Hey, I did that. (laughs) (laughs) Look how far we've come. So yeah. That's what I've got to say about my nugget of knowledge this week. Cool. We would love to hear about your journey as a parent and how you thought parenting would be versus how it actually is. So please go to our Facebook group, Hughes of Love. Or you can go to my Instagram. It's at Kisa Hughes and leave a comment there. Well, it's been fun. And we just thank you so much for listening. And until next time, keep keep on on loving. loving.